0: With you. Hi everybody, Mike Hancock here, the Chairman of Circle of Excellence Group, and welcome to today's call. Make sure you've got a pen and paper handy because we're going to be covering uh, quite a lot of questions. I don't have a formal presentation that I want to share with anybody today. In fact, it's going to be quite informal. Um, Today we're going to be talking about two things really, your wealth network. They're the people who make you money. And your poverty network, they're the people who cost you money. So that's going to be the, the basis of our talk today. Now, you may notice that behind me, those of you that are watching this on a video, you may notice that I have a suit of armor behind me. In fact, it's the same suit of armor that sits on our Circle of Excellence website, um, albeit colored differently, because this is the original color of it here. But uh, it made me want to position this to you as you as your own King Arthur. You are now King Arthur and you have your knights of the Round Table. And if those of you that remember the story of King Arthur there were 12 knights of the Round Table. and he was the 13th. The 13th is a sacred number from Egypt, the 13th moons, as they call them. And uh, of course 13 was mad that made the bad luck number later on and uh, it was uh, ostracized by Constantine and then later on on the 13th of October 1307 was uh, the day they came in and arrested all the Templars and that was the day 13 became the day of the bad luck. Before then it used to be a day and a number to rejoice. So you are going to be the head of the table in this and we're going to build 12 people around you So what I've got here is I've got 12 people now some of them you're going to need more than one person in the category so I want you to to draw your round table on a piece of paper and then what I want you to do is we're going to start by looking at your first person and the first person you're going to be having on your um, own Knights of the Round Table is going to be your trusted advisor. So write down the name of your most trusted advisor, the person who you really think is the smart person, the person who's worldly, the person who really gets where you're coming from, but also can give you a vision much greater than you can give yourself. Um, The person who, you know, if you had to make a life or death decision, you'd probably take a lot of their counsel before you made that decision. That person is the trusted advisor. By the way, I'm assuming that as we go through this part of the process, that not everybody on our call today will be able to fill out every single parts of these, this round table. I just realized, Diane, it's a wonderful that you're right-handed and not left-handed as well as you, as you do this, uh, given the injury to your left hand. So that's uh, that's good. So secondly is I want you to put down your money person. Your money person, you know, some of you may default to your accountant, but that may not be the best person that you can write down. This is the person who has the money wiseness, the person who actually is going to help you understand money better. And it may be that you can make money, but maybe you spend it really fast. It may be that you struggle to make it. Maybe it's that you've had some money at some time in your life and it's disappeared. This is the person that if you have money and if you're trying to build money, you're going to go to and you're going to get the advice from this person. So make sure you write those names down. And because I've got you all on view here, it's interesting. I see people... People are auto locating to the top left there to think of their money person. Some people are down, other people have come instantly too. Some people are frowning like, gee, I can't even think of this. How am I gonna go with the next uh, 10 people? Okay, we're gonna move into, actually I'll do the the next one on my list. Um, The next person is the influencer. So this person is the one that is probably the number one influencer that you know. They have the ears of many. They are able to influence many. They are able to get people to do stuff for them. But it's more on a macro scale than on a micro scale. So I'm not talking about, say, your dad who has influence in the family um, and pretty much get all the kids running around. I'm talking about the person who seems to be able to get stuff done. seems to be able to get people running around doing stuff and that person has a far reach. And generally they'll have a pretty vast network. They may not be the person with the biggest network that you know personally, but they're definitely up there as well. Okay, so interesting so far. So let's just go to uh, some people and say, how are we going so far? Um, Elmo, has this been easy for you so far?
1: Um, yeah, Mike, uh,
2: the money person is still lacking on my side, but the other two is in place.
0: Very good. Okay, great. Thanks for that feedback. And uh, Sarah, what about you? How's it been going so far? Very difficult.
2: I'm struggling to name people I reach out to or look for support from. Mm. I'm digging okay. deep.
0: And- We'll unpack this as we go on. So th- thanks so much for your feedback. Don't—it's no need to, to say any more. Okay, let's move on. So the next three people, and I want three names for this one, okay? These people are your champions. These people are the people that are constantly out there talking about you. They love and adore you. They stick up for you. They fight for you. But also... This, again, is a bit more macro than micro. So I'm not talking about your sister here who you know is constantly battling your dad, um, sticking up for all your wary ways. I'm really talking about here um, some people who are out in the marketplace, who are talking to other people who were at a party on Saturday night or at a barbecue and would naturally mention your name. They're your real champions. Those people who... And, you know, we all have them. And, and it's funny because some of you may think, oh, you know, I don't really have those people. But no, you actually will have them. So who are those champions who are, you know, talking about you behind your back? Philippe, I see you smiling there. So uh, that's a good thing. So it's good that it's triggering that for you. And next two people. Now, that, that one I wanted three champions. This one I want two. Two confidants that you have. These are the people that you go to when the poo-poo hits the fan. These are the people that you go to for advice when you have a secret. And maybe you've maybe you've learned that your, you know, best friend uh, slept with her, uh, you know, her husband's groomsman at the wedding or something like that. And you just have to share this thing. So you have this confidant, but you know that they are a confidant, and part of that means comes from the word confidence. They're going to hold what you tell them in confidence. So they're able to give you advice, but they really do um, have your best interests at heart. You confide in them when, you know, things aren't going so well, or when you've got something that you really want to share that you may need some feedback on. They may not be the best advisors in the world, but you can trust them. There's definitely those, those ones. Then Okay, I can see we've basically stopped writing there. So then now I want you to select three captains for your business, your army. Select three captains. And those captains, I'll even give you if you want some guidance, maybe you've got a captain who's a lead generator. Maybe you've got a captain who's a marketing wizard. Maybe you've got a captain who is a sales guru. But three captains in your army, so people that you know that you could go to that um, will help you. And if you've got a a water fight, if you've got a campaign to wager, um, they'll, they'll captain it, they'll step up. Now, these could be contractors. These could be people that you really, you know, might have to pay some money to, but they'll really do a good job in their area. And it'll depend on your industry and what you're doing, where you are in your life at the moment, Um, And, you know, if you're in a job at the moment, for instance, these three captains could be people who are really going to take your career forward. Maybe it's your boss, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's a client, maybe it's a supplier or something like that. But um, these people are going to really not champion you, but they're actually going to fight. They're actually going to do some work. So it's very different to the champions who are talking about you who are raising your vibration globally. These people are actually doing stuff. So they're your champions. So, you know, uh, we've got Nicola on the call. You know, she could definitely uh, graduate and be a champion of ours, you know, because we can trust her and rely on her to do a lot of stuff. So it could be that type of person. Maybe it's an outsourcer that you've got. Maybe it's your favourite designer, a design pickle. Maybe it's... um, you know, your VA as well. So who are these champions? Uh, sorry, who are these captains? Three of them. And as I said before, maybe some, some uh, general guidance. They could be in leads, marketing and sales. And that leaves one person to round off our round table. So that person is your systems person. So this is the person that you can go to that really is just a systems wizard. Now, that could mean online or offline systems. So it may be, you know, they're the systems. If all of your business is an online business and you're reliant on building funnels, this could be your funnels guy. So uh, Lundy and I have a guy, J.R. Keene. He's based in, um, in Florida, um, just out of Orlando. And he's our, he's our systems guy from an online perspective, has been for about five years. Wonderful guy. But he's not necessarily what I'd call our systems guy. If I looked at our systems guy, Todd Hutchison sits on our board. Um, He's a systems expert. Um, He's based in Western Australia and he is an expert in business systems and he can draw a flow chart and get things happening for you quicker than whatever you could and know how to intimately plug and play everything that you wanna plug and play into that system. Okay, so by now you should have your trusted advisor, your money person, your influencer, three champions, two confidants, three captains, and a systems person. So let's throw it around now and uh, let's get some input from some different people on how easy this was for you to put this together. So uh, Philippe, let's, uh, let's start with you. So let's get some feedback on how easy this was for you to put together. Um, I was a bit surprised because I... <clears throat> Um, I think I tick nearly all the boxes, um, but some people are just contractors, and that's fine. Um, and uh, but when it comes to the trusted advisor and confident, that's a bit different. Um, so there's this smallest personal relationship happening. Um, but um, I had a couple of hesitation at um, at some point, but I I, I found the names. And I was surprised because for the champions, I could could put four names in a a blink of a moment. Um, So if I keep thinking about it, I can probably find another couple or something easily. So,
2: um, yeah, I thought that was a positive exercise.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, Melanie, how about you? How easy was this exercise for you?
2: I think it's an indication of where I am in life and where my business or non-business is, is that there is really not a hell of a lot of people
0: in there at all, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Great. Right. Okay. I've, I figured as much. Sarah, back to you now. Now that you've done the whole exercise, how, how did this finish up for you?
2: Mm. It was really interesting because what I noticed is that most of my reach is outward in the personal relationships, which are really strong. Um, but very few people around me are um, systems or support for my business, so I, it feels
0: like I'm floating a little bit, making all the decisions myself. Um, okay, that's, yeah. that's good. We'll, well, thank you. We'll come back to that. Terence, how are you today? You're on mute, so just uh, be aware of that. There you are. No, oh, sorry, mask was hanging on the second screen. Oh, great. Thanks, Mike. Very good. And and uh, how was this exercise for you? Um, I've got three quarters of the positions filled. So it was good. Definitely an eye opener, some things to think about. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a great exercise. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Thanks, thanks for the feedback. So without sort of asking everybody on, on the call today, this is a very good exercise because what you're sort of covering in this exercise is you're covering... Really, all of the personality types and all of the, the strengths from a business sense, and, but also from a personal sense uh, is weaved in there as well. So if you really took this on board and you, you know, saw yourself as Arthur and these were the knights of the round table, then you know, we've got some work to do um, for probably most of us on the call because there are, there are glaring places that are not ready. Um, for us yet, or not obvious. Melanie, you've, you've identified that. Sarah, you've identified that as well. and I'm sure um, for all of us on the call that you know we've got varying degrees of this because the other way to do this then is to look at that, that person and say, well, are they an A-level person, a B-level person, or a C-level person? So for instance, if I take our money person, Bundy's and my money person, which is Lisa Dudgeon. She's a Circle of Excellence member. Actually, we were talking to her in the last few days. But she's New Zealand's most well-known financial planner, written all the best-selling books on money, um, director and shareholder in a billion-dollar company. So we have no doubt that Lisa is an A-level player when it comes to money. She's on breakfast TV every week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then when it comes to maybe something else, maybe captains, for instance, and you look at it and you go, well, how many captains do you really have that are A-level? You've got captains, for instance, but what level of the game are they playing at? So, you know, A level is really, are they well-known, international, and, you know, have everything sorted in their own world in their area of expertise? B level is, are they really up and coming, the next level there, but they're nearly there? And C level is, are they, is that just what they do? But they haven't really made much of it yet for themselves. So you could really rate this, and sort of look at your table as a series of three concentric rings that you have where you've got you know, your A-level people on the inner circle and then your B-level people on the middle circle and your C-level people on the outer circle. And what this is designed to tell you and why I wanted to share this with everybody on the call today is because we all have some work to do, but the closer that you can get this to 12 positions on that inner circle table, you're going to see this strength reverberate throughout all of your business and and your ideas, your personal life and your profitability as well. The fact that you are missing people and maybe you've got people on there who are really at that you know C sort of D level, um, if you like, is not going to serve you at that highest level. So now we've got our inner circle. Now we've got our, our round table. What are we going to do with them? So, I'm gonna give you a suggestion here of what to do. Take it or leave it. It works very, very well and it's going to cost you some money, okay? So decide when you're going to do it. Now may not be the right time. In fact, now's probably not the right time because you'll definitely need some lead time. I would suggest that, um, and hopefully if all of these people are around you and particularly in the one country, it's gonna make it a hell of a lot easier. Um, But definitely, I would suggest that you invite all of these people go and get um, a really great house on Airbnb where everybody can stay in for at least one night, probably one night's enough, say a Thursday night or something like that. So you can have a Friday off or a Friday. So the Friday night, you can stay there and then go and get a whole bunch of food and some drinks and things like that have everybody arrive at, say, one o'clock and then have a meeting between one and about five o'clock. Four hours is more than long enough to have a really cool roundtable focus group meeting with these people. You don't have to pay them. These people will will probably do it for for nothing. I've run many of these over the years and I've never had to pay people to attend whatsoever. In fact, people really get, get some value. They're happy to help. Because if they're on your inner circle, they want to help you. If they're part of your knights and if they see you as King Arthur, they want to help you. Um, If they don't, then they may not want to help you. So it's going to be a good test of this ring of steel that you're creating here. Now, I want to give you a very simple format. Um, And the format follows the five questions that we teach. So the format of the um, of the few hours that you'll spend with them, and I think four is around about the right time. Five could be better. Conversations will go on into the evening anyway and probably over breakfast the next day before you let people go. Um, but these things will really be great conversations for you. So you start with the why. Why are you here and why did you pull this all together and what, then moving there is into what specifically you're hoping to get from this. What are you looking for from these people? What are you looking for from this meeting? The meetings might be for different reasons. Um, We tended to run them annually. So we would run them annually, generally with our board, and we would give the report over the last year, and then we'd tell them what we're thinking of doing the next year, et cetera, et cetera. But you might have a project that you maybe you want to put on, on a summit. Maybe you want to... rebrand maybe you want to you know hire some people or something like that could be around any one of those themes. so why you're doing this what specifically you're doing who you're doing it for so who needs to be involved when you want to do it and then how you're planning to roll it out so the why the what the who, the when and the how. And then what you would do is you would really facilitate your nights of the roundtable in terms of the over, getting feedback on the overall mission. So that's general feedback. So you know the way we ran them was basically this is what we're planning to do next year, this is the expansion plans, et cetera. this is what we're planning to cut, this is what we're bringing in new what do you think overall, Uh, and get some general feedback. People will come at it from all different places. You know, some people have got your back, you know, your champions have got your back, definitely. Your money people and your trust advisors, maybe your systems people, they may have entirely different um, ways that they're thinking of doing it. Um, Then you move from the mission to, okay, so improve this for me. In what ways can I do this better? What would, what's, So your systems person might come up with a better system. Um, One of your captains may have done this before, they can come up with something. Your money person may show you how to save money doing this. Your trusted advisor might be able to give you a big picture overview of it. So then moving from that into, um, from improvement. So in what ways could I improve this or do it better into, okay, let's look at the resources. What resources do I need? Where am I short? Who's got some resources that could help me? So who knows who? This is where your influencers could really come on board. And yeah, so moving from the resources that are needed into the assistance and rollout and a list of people or things or places to go to get what you need. And often they're marketplaces, often they're people, often they're strategic alliances. Um, I just finished a, a coaching call just before this call here. And one of the questions I got asked from the person was a who do you know question um, that they could go to in a certain industry, particularly in a certain country. So I came up with three names. And then I think out of those three names, looking at them, you know, two of them, if they can crack them, are really, really good names for them. So, you know, that's the type of way in which you want to run your meeting. Okay, Let's jump into on that. Let's jump into before I move into the next part of today's call and today's program, let's jump into any questions anybody has, anything that they would like to shore up or know. Moira, how are you today? Lovely to see you. Just unmute. Yep, there you go. Hey, all, Mike.
3: Um, I had had a question. The the first one was, can the person who is the confident also be the most
0: Trusted advisor. Absolutely. But but then I would move them from confident to trusted advisor and uh, look for another confident. You know, there's the beauty, the magic in this, if you get it right, is the 13 as well. Because 13 has, uh, you know, it just has that magical um, number that just it means when things come to votes, everything works. And, of course, there's all the mysticism behind it as well. So, so just do it that way. And you had a second question?
3: So so I would keep them as the most trusted advisor and get another confidant? Yep. Okay, because that person would definitely be playing a dual role at the moment.
0: Yeah, well, they'll, um, definitely, they'll definitely continue to be a confidant, but, you know, in terms of creating your roundtable, give them a, an actual position.
3: Yeah. Okay, that's clear. And when you said, you know, like, this is about an overall mission or if you're going to launch something or rebrand or whatever, um, there's no reason why you couldn't use this format if you were actually going to just launch your whole business into
0: the marketplace. Exactly. It's a perfect format to launch a business with. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. No problem. Okay. Any other questions? Mike, can I yes. ask a question? Oh, yes, Elmo. Elmo, then Philippe. Yep, go for um,
2: it. Around this table, I'm the systems guy. I, I, I trust very few people with systems because my whole life I'm in systems. Do I need to search for another system person or can I be the system actually person? a really
0: good question. I would search for another systems person because even though you may think they're wasting your time and full of it, it's really good to, to have your own intelligence checked. Now, and there's no reason why people can't fine tune um, what you're doing as well. I mean, you know, you're a marketing expert, but we've taught you some things about marketing. So, you know, there's, there's everybody has a way of in, uh, embedding a different philosophy within themselves as well. So it doesn't hurt for us to be challenged on some of our views at the same time. This is not to to get a a bunch of people that are yes men around a table. This is to get people who are proactively prepared to give their time to take the mission forward, whatever that is. And, you know, that may be the business uh, in in totality. Good question, though. Really good question. Something I think everybody was thinking of. Philippe? Yeah, I have a question. I really like the the three circles that you uh, put forward, you know, the ABC. So the question that goes around that is, how do you move some um, like, um, let's say confident that is more like a B person, how do you reach out to someone that can be like an A player, still confident, if that's the case, or that could be the, you know, thought leader or influencer or, you know, any other. Really good question. It's a really good question. I'm glad, uh, it's good to see how you guys are embracing this because this is really powerful. when you look at this, you might go, oh, wow, you know, I've got my money person, for instance, but they're a B or a C person. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if that's the case, then take them. Welcome them in and have them, but go on the search and build a relationship over the next X number of months with that A person with a view to replacing that B person at some stage. Now you'll have to find a way to gracefully exit them from your your round table um, but uh, that's a that's a different question and uh, and one we unless somebody has a problem with that now we can cover it some other time but I really think you you know you want to look for the strongest people you can and what this is identifying through the, going through the ABC method is that you may not have the strongest people there and you may have a bunch of confidants that are really well, most people's advisors are at their, their level or less. This is why, uh, uh, you know, I've done a few um, talks to um, speaking associations recently, and I've got Paul on the call here, ex-global president of the speakers, Global Speakers Federation. And one of the things I've been saying is don't listen to your peers. The reason why is because only 7% of speakers in the world make more than a quarter of a million dollars a year. So why listen to somebody who's making $60,000 a year? You know? It's not the right people to listen to. So um, when you look at that, that happens in coaching. It happens in um, real estate. It happens in insurance. It happens in a lot of industries where um, you've got people that are entrepreneurs in those industries. Most of them are scraping together a living. So listening to peers and they're, they're, you know, Tony Robbins actually was Jim Rohn originally said, you're the composite of the five people you hang out with the most. This is the same for your round table as well. So make sure your round table is really strong, the strongest it can be. So great question. Okay, cool. Any other questions? Okay, let's move on. We can come back to questions a little bit later on. So um, let's talk about your poverty network. And this is the one that's keeping you stuck and keeping your mindset in particular set in a paradigm where it could definitely improve. And there's three people involved in this, three types of people. So again, um, I'd suggest you write down these three brands and we'll put some names next to it. Now, you might wanna put initials next to this, okay? Because somebody you put on this list might live in your house or be in your existing business. So have that awareness. Um, the first person is called a doomsayer. Oh, you know, we're never going to be able to travel again. Um, you know, oh, you know, you can't go anywhere. They're, they're closing down the states. Um, gee, you know, the, the market's bad, you know, how am I going to open my shop, et cetera, et cetera. That's a doomsayer. Everything's doom and gloom, all right? Doesn't matter what happens. You know, they're going, to run the, they're going to run the Olympics this September. So I'm sure there's a whole bunch of athletes and coaches around the world going, oh, it's never going to go ahead. And, you know, how are we going to compete? And we haven't been able to train properly and we've been locked down and all, you know, that's a doomsaying. OK, so let's get some names down for the doomsayers that you're close to. And you know, I'm not talking about a doomsayer that you met at a party last week and are never going to see again. I'm talking about the people that are, are really in your network at the moment, and particularly if they're sitting on your board or, or around your round table at the moment or in your ring of steel. Um, the next person is a doubter. It's like doubting Thomas all of the time. Um, you're not qualified for that. You used to be this. How can you move into that area? Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't change your brand. You've got, you know, you've got 10 years of legacy in your brand. I mean, I changed my brand after 12 years of legacy. And I thought it was gonna, you know, I really thought, oh, am I doing the right thing? Nobody even noticed. All this brand stuff that we spent all these years building. Nobody noticed we changed our brand, you know? So they're the doubters. Oh, you know, are you sure you're up to it? You don't want to take on too much. Um, at your age, you know, uh, you, should be, you should be doing better than you are. Are you sure this is not all a waste of time? Who are those people? Let's get their initials down. And as I said, as you can see now, some of them might be in your immediate family um, and some of them might be your best friends. And that's, that's a tough one. I, I've got uh, one of my best friends, you know, he's been a friend of mine. We've been close as anything since we're 18 years old he's definitely a doomsayer and a doubter. So I just have to deal with him differently. So I don't think he even knows what I do these days. (laughs) I never talk to him about it. But we have a good friendship still. But uh, it's just in a different format. Now, the third person, this is the most dangerous one of all, okay? Because doomsayers and doubters you can deal with to an extent. This one's really dangerous. So it's another D. This one's the just... Distractor. So, who are the distractors? In fact, just to show you here, um, just for a second, I'm going to shift my slide and uh, my background for you because I actually, uh, I actually got a nice uh, distraction slide. Here they are. These are your distractors, right? These are oh my pineapples on the other side. There he is. He's my distractor. Okay. Let's go party, dude. Let's go play golf. Ah, blow it off today. It's, it's you know, why should you do anything today? I oh, don't focus on that. It's no good. You know, why don't you come with me? I do something really great. You know? you know, I take Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays off and I only work Friday mornings for an hour and it's great and it's all that good. They're your distractive people. Um, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Why don't you run, write 74 social media blogs to try and get a client? You know know what we think about, social media, blogging. Um, So so they're your distractors. So you've got these people. These are your poverty network. These people are keeping you stuck. These are the ones that are keeping you from growing. So your doomsayers, your doubters, and your distractors. So here's the thing. If they're not your best friends or your family, chop them immediately. Stop taking their calls. Block them on Facebook unfriend them. They'll get the message. Don't take their calls. If they're in networking groups with you, don't talk to them. If they want to meet with you, don't meet with them, right? Just chop them. They'll do, it'll be just the best thing for you to do that. Now, if they're in your inner circles, if they're in your family, if they're friends of yours, you have to learn to deal with them differently. So... Stop sharing information with them. Stop bringing them into your business world. Stop bringing them into your mindset world. If they're the person that you, you know, play tennis with once a week, play tennis and talk about tennis. The minute they talk about, oh, isn't COVID so bad or whatever their their thing is that they're going to do that, you know, Really is not serving. It just change the the thing. Just say, oh, I don't talk about that anymore. I couldn't be bothered. Let's talk about what do you think of Wimbledon? You know, you know, talk about that. If they doom say on Wimbledon, oh, Wimbledon's no what, what it used to because of COVID, etc. Say, well, who do you think is going to rise out of this? What player, right? Look at different ways of dealing with these people differently if they're in your inner circle, and. Sometimes you just got to have those conversations with them. And I know if Landy were on this call, she would tell you that she has somebody very close to her who is a doubter um, and a huge doubter. She just loves that person for who he is, but just doesn't involve him in anything she does anymore. She's just not involved. Um, So, you know, and in fact, the next time they talk and he doubts, she's probably going to tell him, Know, I'm just not up for you doubting anymore. It's just not in my psyche. So let's just continue a relationship and talk about other things. Sometimes you've got to be that strong in doing this. So, but if you're not, then what you're allowing is you're allowing the impact, which happens from all these guys back here, is that uh, they're impacting your mindset. You're impacting the way you see the world. And at the moment, it's really important to have a strong round table because at the moment most of you are still in some phase of lockdown and unless you live in one of the few countries in the world that are just ignoring it Paul's going no but unless things are totally back to normal and everything's good and you know I'm glad for you Paul I really am because um, you know you had a pretty tough time there in the Netherlands for sure so now that we're still working from home and doing all the things and we're not being as social as what we were before, it's really important that the people that we surround ourselves with are really, really good. And so you can uh, run, the, run the technique of having the day away with these people once a year. It might be too costly to do it more than that. A couple of times a year is nice. But you can also bring different groups of these together in more formal boards and board meetings as well for you and really build them into different rings of steel that you've got in different parts of your business. That's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today. So uh, let's jump back into um, any questions that you've got and anybody would like to ask something or to share something because I'm not the only person who has a crystal ball around here. Um, you guys also have some really good vision for the future. So anybody I'd like to offer any comments or share share anything. I've got Moira. Yep, go for it.
3: Just wanted to check, Mike, when these three people who are the poverty network and you say they're costing you money, are they costing you money because they're costing you
0: time? Or they're costing you mindset space, head space. Oh, okay,
3: but not literally money.
0: They Well, they're possibly costing you money because you're believing in their doubts and you're believing in their distractions and you're believing in the doom they're telling you. You know, I was saying to Lundy last night, um, you know, as, as tough as it is in COVID to for people to run businesses that, you know, are very service-orientated and things like that because people are hunkering down and saving costs, there's people that are shining that are just making in service industries that are just making more and more money Russia. at the moment. Yeah. you know there's there's life coaches that are creaming it in this market. So um, so you know it's it's really got a lot to do with attitude and mindset and and everything like that. So and remember those are three categories. You might have 25 people in those three categories. Hopefully not, but there could be. Okay, let's uh, let's jump into some other feedback, Sarah. Questions?
2: Um, I think this is really interesting for me because I think if you're a small business and a solopreneur and you have built your own business up it feels like a very different model to somebody who's worked at a company or has these things like a board and these support systems. So for me I've found over the years that I've I've reached out to people, but then I've done it better myself. Or I've done it faster. So what I'm seeing is that it to grow, obviously I need extra people around, but it's a completely different growth mindset. I think when you are a solo person who does most of the work, you do the website, you do the LinkedIn, you do the Facebook, you do everything. Um, how do you start then to reach out and outsource these things or bring these people into your company? Well, if the you first
0: the first thing is to, is to bring them in and they don't have to be in your company. It can be a very loose relationship. You can literally call it, you know, I want you to be part of my round table. So you don't have to make it uh, formal in any way, shape or form. I mean, we have formal boards. I mean, Paul sits on, on uh, you know, a formal board of ours on, on two of our companies, I think. So, um, you know, we do have those and he got our board report a month or so back as well. So that, that happens. But, um, but you don't have to make it as, as formal as that. So then just simply inviting people to be part of initially some focus groups, then seeing who shines, seeing who's a real contributor from there. And it doesn't mean to say, Sarah, that you necessarily have to do less of these things yourself. In the first place, you might do the same amount of things yourself, but you might do them a lot better because you've got better counsel or you've got shortcutted systems or things like that. But in in time, you might find that some of these people can really do these things really fast and a lot better than you can. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of this. We use our boards mainly for networks um, and mainly for brand. We don't really ask them to do anything. Um, we also use them for feedback. So they're feed, feedback loops for us. They're people who, who tell us, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that. Or I saw you did this. This was great. Or I saw you did this. This wasn't so good. So... we're using them as feedback loops we're not sort of we do have some people on our boards that actually perform tasks for us like dustin dustin matthews i mean he's been our marketing mentor for many years so um at least the last five so you know he's one who does do stuff for us and and introduced us to jr who i mentioned before who's our funnel guy but um but you know it doesn't have to be that sort of uh formatted or systemized yet and I want to go to Paul because, Paul, I want to ask you a question if it's okay. Um, because Sarah mentioned, you know, for, for her in a small business, it's, you know, it's different than, you know, being a company where you have a board. But you've experienced over the last umpteen years that you've had been on different boards in the speaking industry and you're now on a new board in Virtual Speakers Association as well um, where you actually have a roundtable given to you where you've probably got some doomsayers, doubters and distractors sitting on that round table. How do you, as somebody who's been a president of associations, um, deal with situations where you're on a board or on a round table where you've got the the poverty network sitting around the table? What do you do? What's your ideas?
1: Well, first of all, you could step down. Um, and, And a few times I did and just say, this This is not going to work for me. This will cost me a lot of energy. Uh, and for me, it's very simple. If I lose energy on the job I'm doing, I'm quitting. Um, fun is my fundament. That's one of my core values. So when it's not giving me fun, not energy, I will step down. But of course, if you get into an international board and you sign up for four years, like I did, and tomorrow is my last day, yay! Uh, and the four years end, so I'm very, very happy. I got my certificate for surfing there for four years, um, and then you, you know, then then some people are costing you so much energy, and then you try to find people that can support you, Uh, you know, we had a backstabber in in our team, who got me fired violently. and, And then you need to connect with one or two others that can help you to survive. So then you mostly ignore the negative one, and you work together with the ones that can support you. Is that easy? No, it isn't. But hey, that's part of life as well, uh, that you have to work with people you don't like. Business-wise, I would skip them immediately. And that's what I do. And I saw Philippe saying exactly the same, get rid of them. When they cost you energy, they will cost you money. So in a board, it's different, but always try to find the people that can support you. And then I I have great coaches that can help you out if in the middle of the night,
0: like Mike or um. <laughs> Well, that's true too, Paul, but I think you, you've given great feedback. I saw you got the thumbs up from Moira there as well for your feedback. So, you know, if they cost you energy, they cost you money. I think that's the quote of the, uh, the webinar this morning, definitely. Um, so I think well done for that. Thanks for pulling that one out, Paul. But where you seem to be, where you're on boards, and a lot of us are on boards to contribute because we feel a sense of purpose um, to contribute, but also because it furthers our own initiatives, our own brand as well. And therefore, you end up getting stuck with people you have to work with. And Paul, I think that was great advice that you in, then invite some of your people onto that board, get them involved. And, you know, culture can be changed very quickly. You know, I've, I've talked to CEOs of major corporates who go, oh, we've got a culture problem. And I said, well, you know, how many senior managers you've got? And they say eight. I said, well, change three of them and your culture will change, you know. And uh, why not do it? Their culture changes. So I think, uh, you know, that's been absolutely uh, golden for for people to share this morning. So with that, um, are there any final questions or anything else anybody would like to share before we wish you all the best for today? No, I'll take that as a no. Diane, were you speaking
1: there? I just wanted to say that I have a meeting this afternoon with my Ryan table, but I never thought of bringing a systems person in. So thank you. I'm going to now drop them a mail immediately.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. Sarah, you had another point, did you? We were raising a finger. No, all good. Okay. Thanks everybody for being on the call today. Wish you all the best until we talk again, each and every one of you. Have a wonderful day ahead. Bye.